Finally, HR technology has caught up with everything else, all the other business technology. And there are tons of small companies who have mastered artificial intelligence, uh, married it to methodologies that speed up everything we do. Um, so the, the old days of thinking that you had to have a big monolithic piece of technology and wait for that to evolve is gone. Small companies all over the world are speeding it up. So we, we've talked about two artificial intelligence, which I say is allows you to see the unseen. So we have a recruiting technology that matches up instantly to people around the world with a ranking, with diversity. Um, so sourcing is almost done by a tool. And then you can match up to your hiring manager much more quicker and, and raise the level of, of your work. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. I'm really excited to be chatting today about one of the topics that continues to be uh, somewhat of a headache for HR, and not just because it's a, not because it's a bad topic, but because it's, uh, you know, the complexities associated with this topic are still, you know, to, to be resolved. And that is all things to do with HR technology. And I'm really excited to be chatting with Larry today. Larry has been working in the HR space and in the technology space for a long time. He's currently the vice president of global talent at NetApp. And he's been in multi-billion dollar companies like Citibank, Philips Electronics. And well, today, Larry, we are going to demystify, if we can, as much <laughs> as possible, HR technology. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, Enrique. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Well, thank you so much. And let's begin here. You, you talk about the golden age of HR technology. And what do you mean by that? What is the golden age of HR technology? Yes. Well, finally, HR technology has caught up with everything else, all the other business technology. And there are tons of small companies who have mastered artificial intelligence, uh, married it to methodologies that speed up everything we do. Um, so the, the old days of thinking that you had to have a big monolithic piece of technology and wait for that to evolve is gone. Small companies all over the world are speeding it up. So we, we've talked about two artificial intelligence, which I say is allows you to see the unseen. Yeah. So we have a recruiting technology that matches up instantly to people around the world with a ranking, with diversity. Um, so sourcing is almost done by a tool and then you can match up to your hiring manager much more quicker and, and raise the level of, of your work. And then internally, we start an internal marketplace with the tool where you can say, hey, I wanna be, I'm an engineer one and I wanna be marketing five in three years. Inside our company, the AI tells you the jobs you can take to get there. That's, That's awesome. true internal marketplace and what the gaps are and how to get a gig and how to get a mentor. So we've broken down all these old paper barriers and all these ways that, it was difficult for managers and employees to think about the future. The tool tells you the future, brings you to the table, and you have much more important conversation. So I'm super excited to see how this, this goes in the next couple of years. Yeah, well, no, that, that, that's fascinating. And let me ask you this. You know, when, when I said before about the complexities of the HR technology world, one of the complexities is how broken up the space is getting. And what I mean by that is how fragmented HR technology is becoming. Yes, you know, we got all these legacy systems that were doing a bunch of things, but now you got a tool for 
diversity in recruitment and you got a tool for diversity in culture and another tool for diversity in promotions. <laughs> yeah. So how do, how do we manage the complexity of such a fragmented uh, HR tech space now? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And it's so true. Um, the very first step, I think, is for HR people to realize you are a technologist. You have to be a technologist, right? It's your role to understand what's out there. So we did something two years ago where we looked at, let's just see what's out there. And my mind was blown that how fast these things have come to the market. And as you said, how fragmented. We, we just put together a map of all the ones we could find and try to define them into segments of what they do. <laughs> and then we did, a, we did what we called a <clears throat> technology parade, tech parade. We brought in 16 vendors. First, you know, we had to define what are we really, really trying to solve? Because if you go look at everyone, you could do that for your whole life and not yeah. make any decisions. Right? <laughs> so we said, what are we really trying to solve? Recruiting an internal marketplace, how to match those things up so you have the entire life cycle covered. And we brought in 16 vendors. And IT was there with us, our ops team, business partners, talent. Um, and we just looked at the, these 16 vendors and, and decided on three. Uh, and that, and not only do, you, do we make the decision, but we understood the marketplace. Yeah. Now we can have a roadmap for the next three years, see what new entrants are. So you really do have to get your arms around it or else your competitors are going to leave you in the dust. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you, you mentioned something, uh, you know, sh by sharing this story uh, of, of how you decided on the technology uh, and that it, it seemed that you truly collaborate with other areas in the business to make these decisions, right? I mean, IT operations, marketing, whoever needs to be involved. Um, and I generally tell people in HR, you, you got to understand the, the, the basis of, of technology. I mean, otherwise you won't be able to have a conversation with any vendor, but you don't have to become the artificial intelligence programmer, but you have to collaborate with those who know about that. Yeah, I think, you know, how I went at it is, okay, what is AI? But really, what is the, what's the application? I don't need Correct. to know exactly how it works, yeah. but what's the application and what does it do for our employees? Um, so you need all these different groups to say how easy it to implement, I think there's a different one. We can build this ourselves. Like those are all discussions you can have internally. Uh, but I think my job was to say, how do we elevate our employee experience? And the fastest way to do that is with real easy to use technology. Yeah. And we, we built the second one, you know, this internal marketplace, we launched it. We only had 20 something like ask HR tickets and they were all around. Hey, I don't think my job description's right. Nothing about <laughs> technology. So it's, they're so easy to use now. It's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Let, let me connect this question, you know, talking about HR technology with, with future of work. You know, there's, I think Pierre Nantel, you know, the, the, the late CEO of Accenture said uh, that the reason why half of the Fortune 500 companies have disappeared since the year 2000, and he said this like three or two or three years ago, uh, it, it was those companies disappeared because they were late or they were not doing digital transformation at all. So we know already what the effect in companies is of not getting on the bandwagon of digital transformation. What do you think is the effect of not getting in the bandwagon of digital transformation for individual people, for especially for those who work in HR? Yeah, it's, it's I mean, our company is even facilitating others to do digital transformation, right? Like how to have much more of your stuff in the cloud. So I, how I got the funding for these tools after we did the tech parade is I said to the CEO staff, um, I will not be able to recruit A players for you yeah. if I don't get these tools. 
our competitors will be much faster to get A players than I can be. I could hire a hundred more recruiters and I couldn't go as fast as the tool. So that means we now get B players. And if you, if I get the funding next year, instead of this year, I'm three years behind because my pipeline has been lost. Yeah. So not understanding how these tools can work. You become um, less competitive and your employees see what other companies are doing. And it'll be like, what do, we're what are we still in the 1990s uh, and we'll and we'll leave you i mean it's just yeah. it's it's that stark a difference now yeah yeah and, and and that is applicable for individuals too i mean you as a company you you may lose your competitive edge but as an individual you be, you also lose your competitive edge by not understanding the nuances of technology i mean you may be less employable if you aren't able to trans, to connect Absolutely. dots between your processes in HR and how technology can leverage uh, uh, or can amplify those processes. That's a great point. I mean, so with this new internal marketplace, um, now you can just look inside the company all the time. You can be in that tool all day long and saying, what skills do I want to work on? Um, Can I find a mentor in the company that can help me with these skills to get to the next job? If you don't have that at your fingertips, user experience about your career and your growth, you're looking on LinkedIn at other companies to do that. So yeah. we want to, you know, make it like this is the place to be. Yeah. Uh, it, it's right at my fingertips. My future is at my fingertips. So that's it's it's an amazing difference. That that's fantastic. Let me ask you this, Larry. In you as a nature leader, as you were getting your your hands, you know, rolling up your sleeves, getting your hands in the technology mud. What changed in you? I mean, what did you learn in the process that you that you can say now? I didn't know this before. And because I went through all this process, I got now all these skills in my portfolio. Yeah. I think just understanding how AI works, machine learning, how the algorithms work, how easy it is for these companies to attach that to your, your bigger systems, um, the speed that you can implement, the speed that people can adopt. Um, I think that was a bit, you know, I was still caught in the days of, all right, you, you do the RFP, you talk to a couple of vendors, <laughs> it takes forever to get it implemented. You got to work out the bugs internally. It's a flip of the switch, you know, yeah. with, with, after you get it integrated to your system, once it's turned on, it's self-sufficient. So I, I just felt my view of what technology was, was a little antiquated uh, based on bigger, longer implementation system. And now um, it's, it's, you just, it's going to the store and buying what you want to turn on. So I think that myself understanding how it works. And now when I talk about it, um, I understand how it works. And so yeah. you can actually talk about AI in, in a conversational language. It's, it's amazing. Which is, which is fascinating because it talks that technology is not just the tool that you bring. It is also the process by which you are in, making a decision, then either redesigning your processes to you know match up with the technology, implementing it, and how you change as an individual and as a professional because you are using technology. And now you have to be more, uh, more skilled in, in what you need to, uh, you know, to utilize that technology. Right. I think that, you know, back to my original point, we, we have, everyone is a technologist. Everyone has to be a technologist. There's no, there's no policy you're going to make. That's going to be as important as getting the right technology in the building. So you, you know, if you think you're a policymaker, you're behind. Uh, You have to be a technologist and understand what these tools can do to help you solve problems. Um, There's no other way to speed up the employee experience. Yeah. You know, in the, uh, I don't know if you've ever read this book, um, Crossing the Chasm. Uh, it's fascinating about how technology is getting to, you know, uh, uh, into the market. And there are uh, early adopters. You obviously are one. And, but in HR, 
it seems that the majority of HR professionals continue to be more of the late adopters, right? The, the, what they call the laggards uh, in the in the in the in the curve of uh, technology adoption. So, what is your message to those HR leaders, HR professionals that are taking a little bit more time, even though the world is moving pretty fast, but they are taking more time to make these determinations? And so, what's your advice to them, especially if they say, "I want to begin the journey of digital transformation." Yeah, two things. One is your IT department doesn't realize it's the golden age of HR technology. So they're they're probably not focused on it as much as they are on, on what the business technology is. So waiting for them to bring it to you, um, you're lost. Two, if you're waiting for the perfect technology to come, you're going to be caught in a spiral. Because tomorrow, there's going to be another small company that came out that has a brand new thing. And you're like, oh, well, let me go look at that. You'll, you'll, you can analyze forever. So what I say uh, in a talk that I do around pulling the trigger, um, you have to make a decision today knowing um, that there may be something better in a year than what you have. But waiting a year is waiting a year too long. Yeah, um, yeah. So if you can sign shorter contracts, um, so then you can keep on this, on this loop of finding what's new, that, that's helpful. Um, but you got to pull the trigger sooner or later because... Other companies who are doing this are now collecting more data around the market and employees than you can. Uh, and it, it's a moat that you can't cross. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is a powerful uh, recommendation and one, one that, uh, in my view, takes HR out of HR to do research on HR technology. I mean, very often you have HR technology that doesn't brand itself as HR technology. I mean, they, they brand themselves as something else, right? I mean, but they are ultimately... Uh, utilized mostly by by or put forward in the company by HR. That's right. And a good a point that you make there, Enrique, is I'm not talking about HR technology that HR uses. Correct. Right. I'm talking about HR technology that faces candidates and employees. That's yeah. the kind I'm talking about. So yeah, it's yeah, for the yeah. benefit of the humans, not the benefit of the you know the back office. Although uh, there's plenty of great back office yeah. benefits you get from it. You can see a lot of things you've never been able to see before. Who wants to get a job in what area? What are their gaps? Yeah. What skills do they want to work on? Are underrepresented groups moving at the same speed as others. So there's a lot of back-end stuff you get, yeah, but the focus yeah. is the front-end. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Larry, this has been a great conversation. I am hoping to that, that you know to shake up a little bit the HR space in, 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 into thinking how important it is, digital transformation for their companies, for their function, and for themselves individually as well. So thank you so much for spending this time with me. Thanks, Enrique. Thanks for the invite. Thank you so much. And everybody, thank you. And I see you in the next episode of the Hacking HR Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.